What is going on, guys? We are back. It is the Christian Hansen Show, and I'm your host, Christian Hansen. We are back for good now. Uh, two episodes a week, starting today with the great Say the Answer. That's all one word, Say the Answer. Hip-hop, rap artist, up and coming, and so happens to be a dear friend of mine who I met through school. I'm so excited that I'm back doing this show, and I'm so excited for you to listen to my conversation that I had with Say. So you're going to listen to the interview right now. But before so, like always, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and iHeartRadio and do so. You could do that now. You could pause us, go do that, come back, listen to it, or afterwards, do that thing. Subscribe, follow, leave a rating, review, comment. Good ones preferred, bad ones. If you like, if if you don't like it, that's okay, I guess. But um, help us out. You know, we we gotta we gotta we gotta help each other out because that's all we can do right now in the middle of a fucking plague. But uh, anyway, my interview with friend, a becoming hip hop artist and rapper, the great say the answer. Enjoy. was was it i don't know what was it uh was it the intro to recording class we met at wabanzi right yeah yeah that sounds correct intro to recording yeah i i remember that that finally though now because of the fact that when uh popovich went through roll call he uh went through all the names and uh, there was one on there that i've never heard of before say i mean talk a little bit about that the the name there though i mean it's uh, quite unique to be certain thanks man thanks i'm glad that it'll probably do okay with the search engine optimization maybe very uh, marketable for sure thank you thank you um so my name is uh cesar right that's my middle name uh, i'm a junior mm-hmm. but i never went by junior um so i find it easy to pronounce cesar like cesar Right, and that's S A Y S A R. So if you just chop mm-hmm. that in half and just leave it at say, it's it's kind of easy to yeah. you know chop it up with and stuff. Sure. Now, um, when it when it when it comes to the music stuff for you, I mean, um, what what has music been like? growing up for you um i mean have you always I mean, right now you're doing you're doing hip-hop r&b rap rap type of uh music and stuff like that uh yeah. was that was that was that the the flavor of uh music that you were digging early on or is that something that just came about the past few years um to be honest music something that's been there forever right but the hip-hop yeah. stuff that you see me make nowadays that's Mm. Probably since I was 15, you know what I mean? Oh, shit, wow. What are you now, 22, 23? Uh, just turned 23, this past October. 23? Yeah. Gotcha, cool. Yeah, I used to play in my church's, like, kids' choir when I was oh. growing up and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been around music, like, since forever, but I never saw it as, like, something mm-hmm. I could do or wanted to do. Sure. Yeah. What, what do you mean by what do you mean by this statement like want to do like is this something that you're trying to pursue for more of a uh, kind of a full-time gig if, if possible well the reason i do music now is because well you know it's 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 inexplicable right but um yeah sure growing up i didn't want to be a musician or i didn't like have any inkling like that like my parents were like right you know big on you gotta go to lawyer school you go gotta, to school yeah you, like, oh wow they're not huge on like you know, going out on a limb, they want to make sure that you got a, a firm ground to step on, right? So, mm-hmm. um, that's feel that's normal sure. for most people, but yeah, it was yeah. just never like a serious thing until I grew up. I stopped, you know, 
listening to half the stuff I used to listen to and I was like, why not? You know, it's like something that I enjoy doing anyways. It's not like I'm doing it sure. for a career, so. Yeah, right. No, no, no. Now you mentioned uh, growing up, you know, you had that kind of added pressure, built-in pressure saying, oh, you know, you got to go to school, you got to get a degree and stuff like that. What was the, I mean, what's the family dynamic like for you? Was, were, were your parents, were, were they, you know, college graduates, they go on and do, you know, what you're quote unquote supposed to do, mm. or, or were they, um, I mean, were they really education heavy as far as, you know, going through the supposed standard protocol in this country of how you must go to college and get a degree and work a job? Yeah. You know, I feel like, like a lot of parents, they, uh, they really trust the school system, you know? Of course, yeah. For, you know, take it for what it is, the for better or for worse. But um, they didn't go to college. They decided to go to work. So they're mm-hmm. a working class, blue collar family, right? So that's what I grew sure. up in. And they wanted mm-hmm. me to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, I know, obviously, you, you were going to a bond and stuff like that. I mean, music is certainly something that, that garners your interest now. But career-based, I mean, like, what is, I mean, really, what what is it that you want to do? Well, my goal ultimately is to be able to cultivate uh audience that supports me for sure, yeah. who I am. I'm sure you can relate to this mm-hmm. as well, right? Um, and then this mm-hmm. way, uh, I can then use that to fund what I need to do to create that, you know, fulfilling circle where I make content, mm-hmm. they enjoy it, they support it. I make more content, they enjoy it, they support it, and then right. we can grow up from there, you know? Yeah, for sure. The the one thing I found interesting though that you said uh, just a little bit ago was the fact that uh, you know you were listening to one type of thing and all of a sudden you just stopped listening to that that type of music. What were you listening to before you kind of found a different identity as far as music tastes go? What was the the music early on for you? Um, I grew up with a lot of like uh, electronic music, you know, probably like techno. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. So that was big in the house then. Oh, yeah. Is that big in the house or is that just... Yeah, no, that's So big. parents dig that stuff. Yeah, man. My dad used to like, oh, like to dance different. and stuff, wow. man. Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, years passed by and stuff like that. Um, so techno was really big and a lot of like uh, sure. Hispanic dancing music, you know, like bachata, mm-hmm. cumbia, salsa, stuff like that, you know. Um, and those basically were the two main ones that were, you know, in the household. I mean, of course, actually, I didn't know I, I used to listen to hip hop because... Uh-huh. I didn't know that the Black Eyed Peas were hip hop, for example. Oh wow! But I grew yeah. up, you know, listening to all that stuff too. I just didn't know what it was. Sure. What What is it that you didn't know, like about it? Was it like you just didn't know? Well, like I, I had like but- growing up, like when I first like figured out hip hop, like it was, it was really, really heavy mm-hmm. on the, on the gangster rap image, you know, and that's not something that I identify okay, yeah. with by any means, but. When I did think of mm-hmm. rapper, when I thought of like quote unquote hip hop, right? I would always think about yeah, like, you stereotype and you right. go straight to that that right. that view, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. I just didn't know that you know you could be positive in hip hop, you know, like the Black Eyed Peas, you know, with their uh, <laughs> Save yeah. the World and Kumbaya songs. So yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I, I totally get that. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like I don't know what year it would probably be from like two thousand. No, early 2000s was okay with rap. I think it probably like 2004 to now, the genre of rap in itself has just been thrown to shit because of the <laughs> fact of 
the the I mean, it's all condescending. It's all despising remarks about women, and I mean, it's like the the rap now is literally tarnished the the genre in its entirety. I mean, back then, rap was actually good. Mm. Like, I mean, I feel like, I mean, there's nothing, the rap now is good too, but I feel like there's so much artifacting going into the process of recording a song. Mm. Too, ma- too many, uh, you know, auto-tune stuff. I mean, I, I just feel like rap today is not the rap that it used to be. And I feel like the rap back then was much, was much better. Yeah, you know, I guess um, what I feel like you may be uh, saying, you correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but sure. classic hip hop, maybe around Tupac and, and, and before was a little bit right. more substance based. And nowadays it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more, I guess you would say market based, right? You know, like you want to be profitable yeah. as a song, you want to be profitable as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as brand. So I feel like I, sure. I definitely agree with that. Um, and what I guess that it's that way nowadays because people just want something new and it's so crazy that it's not that right. You know, it just comes about that way. But hip hop is a, is a mm-hmm. blend, and it's a constantly evolving animal. You know, it's um, it's been changing ever since its inception. You know, back to I can shoot a basketball. Like we don't rap like that anymore. You know what I mean? But natural. Right. I feel like it's natural the change, but definitely the change is noticeable for sure. It's wild now. Yeah. No. No kidding. I mean, yeah. I I, I don't. And like I said, it's no discredit to to any of the artists out there now. But I just feel like it is the industry has changed mm. rightfully so things change as time you know goes on but uh yeah i don't know i just found it interesting now you being you know someone who's up and coming and trying to do this uh you know this diy hip-hop rap type of music yeah. what's your thoughts on the idea of financial um financial barriers being the difference between whether or not you're a top 40 artist or you're just a dumpster fire artist. <laughs> and what I mean by this is this is cause I have a lot of friends um, who literally have the absolute talent and God given talent, you know, to do hip hop and rap, right. but because mommy and daddy doesn't have six figures, mm. they're going to stay on SoundCloud their whole life. When you have Joe Schmo, mm. who sounds like ass, he's got six figures Production quality is going to go up. Mm. It's not going to sound any. I mean, it, I mean, if you you're bad, you're bad. But I feel like there's so many financial obstacles in the way preventing artists who are really freaking good mm. from being in the spotlight. Where you have people who have all the money in the world who have shit talent get all the spotlight. You know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, does that ever drive you crazy as someone who's trying to do this on your own? If I if I never like gave the time of day to listen to sure. countless of interviews and and learn as much as I can, yeah, yeah, man, that would drive mm-hmm. me bananas. Like, I guess that kind of reminds me a lot of that saying. I don't know if you heard it, but you can only polish a you know poop emoji <laughs> so much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as, as much as it shines, it's still going to be the poop emoji. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right. you know, you know, hot, you know, stuff sells, right? Sure. But um, at the end of the day, I think the question really begs, or eventually we would get around to the question of longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's a good way to look at it too, because careers aren't that. I mean, yeah, man, you don't last that long now. People will be flipping in and out in eighteen months. You know, it's bananas. 
Yeah. I don't even remember. I mean, yeah, I never actually thought about it that way. It's crazy. Chuck West, you know, like Mo Bamba. You know, there's designer. Same thing. My hands go up. Um, but it's just uh, one and done. Sometimes you just spur the moment thing and then boom, they disappear. Yeah, and, and you know, I feel like that also, you know, warrants a, uh, maybe even a better question, but it's like, why why are we doing this to begin with? Like, and, and that's like an individual question. Each act has to answer at some point, whether to yourself or with people. But why are you doing this? Are mm-hmm. you getting in this to make money? Right. I think if you're doing that, I think I think you're already out of it. Well, yeah, but I feel like a lot of people are doing it for that, though. You know what I mean? They see that. Well, sure, of course. It's a good like vessel for people's attention. Right. So they don't mm-hmm. care about the craft. <laughs> Right. I, I think it's more of though, it's like if you do it strictly just for the money, I think you already lost Almost if you do it that way. I mean, if you if you do it and you're like, hey, this is really fun. I'm going to do the best I can if I make money. That's awesome. But if you're doing it solely just to make money, you're going to absolutely hate yourself in that process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's definitely 100% no doubt. You know, um, what, what I'd like to share from my personal uh, experience sure. in regards to that is that when I was asking myself, right, like last year, what I really love about you, mm-hmm. Christian, and what I love about your whole movement is that when uh-huh. you decided to drop the Monday Morning Blues episodes, I think it was like January yeah. of last year, right? Uh, well, yeah, I did it for a project at Wabanzi. I did one episode in March of 2019, and then the pandemic hit in March this year, and I'm like, oh, that was fun. I want to do this again, and then boom. There you go, you know, and like, I respect that because I saw you putting mm-hmm. in the work. I saw the consistent movement and I was like, you know what? This dude is moving and I want to move too. So what I'm saying is that the whole rap thing, it's like something I'm going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like right. whatever, you know, happens, I'm still going to want to practice my craft and, and enjoy it because sure. it's like video games to a degree. You know, it's something you enjoy doing. It's a good way to express yourself and you can either a take mm-hmm. it seriously or you could keep it a hobby there's nothing wrong with either or right yeah as yeah. long as you know you know what you're in for you know what i mean yeah for sure now uh you're still doing you're still in school right yeah yeah you are still in school okay what do you how, how much time we got left at uh wabanzi uh i'm taking my schooling pretty slowly so I do yeah. have a couple, maybe like a year and a half left because my gen ed's like, I want to take just one class at a time since I do have to work so much. It took me five years to graduate two years. I don't care though. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how I see myself too. Um, but this, this pandemic makes it super difficult, like taking classes online right. and yeah. stuff. So I don't it's know. It's crazy. Man. It's not the same, especially, especially in the arts, like the music, like what, what I was like the last semester for me at Wabanzi was horrible because I'm trying to do these hands-on recording studio classes as were you. Mm. And it's like, it's, I, I don't know. It just, there was no motivation or excitement to do any of it because it wasn't, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, it's just you and a screen. It's kind of, you know, yeah. human light. It kind of pissed me off, <laughs> but it's like, it was out of our control. I mean, obviously you yeah. can't, can't do anything about that, which sucks though. But, um, I mean, that's got to, I, I don't know how the situation is for you now, but are you in classes right now that clearly you would benefit 10 times more if it was in person? Um, not at the moment. No, I decided to not take a class this semester, but I'm still enrolled. Although one of the classes that I did have like that at the beginning of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. 
was yeah. uh, one of Popovich's classes. Oh boy. You know, long story short, I paid yeah. twice as much for the exact same class. And what does that mean? What that means is that when I got homework for class number one, I got uh-huh. the exact same assignments when I received homework for class number two. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh, crap. You know, I oh. you can only do what you can do with that. But um, probably I'd benefit sure. from being in person because I know that he loves to be a spur of the moment type of guy, right? So like the gems, oh, yeah. the gems that's, he might that's drop. That's just who he is. Right, yeah. the gems he might drop um, may mm. be different in that second class. You know, he might have right. remembered something or not or whatever. Like there's more value. So I'd rather be there in person for that. Sure. I didn't want to take it online, so. No, yeah, I, I totally got you there. Now, what is it that, uh, I mean, what are you going there for at, at this time? Is it just just gen ads? Uh, right now, I'm trying to work on getting my gen ads so that I can transfer to do more social work and such. Like, Oh, wow. So social work is uh, is the is the goal for, for you as far as uh, career goes, huh? Not exactly. No, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Um, as far as sure. career... You know, I really am interested in learning more about the independent musical grind, right? So that's that's what I'm interested in because I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. So I'd rather be happy and yeah. do something I like, even if it means, you know, I'm a, you know, quote unquote, struggling artist or, you know, starving musician. I think everyone's a struggling right. artist in today's world. Mm. I mean, mm. I, I think case of point is when I, on my, my other show, the, the Monday Morning Blues, and I was talking to Weasel uh, Zappa, he even made note of it and so so have other people i mean the to make a minimum livable wage off of uh you know your own music mm. it's such bullshit like you have to like for spotify to make i think you have to have 1.5 million streams just to make uh like fifteen thousand a year that's crazy 1.5 million streams. and that's just to make bare bones absolute bare bones minimum wage bare bones yeah. And I mean, so it's like all these Spotify rap thing. Like it, I don't know. It just, it drives me crazy because they say, look at, this is your success this year. Mm. And it's like, screw you. You guys are billionaires and you give them less than a penny a stream. Yeah, it is pretty crazy how, you know, one handed the whole situation is. Yeah, I I mean, I I don't. I never understood that. Like they have nothing. They don't have any rights to, I mean, they just put their music on there. Like I get it. Yeah. They're going to profit, but you didn't do any of it. Like the Spotify, the streaming services, right? Yeah. I mean, all of them. I mean, it makes, it it makes no sense. But at the same time, I do understand that um, CDs and uh, stuff like that. I mean, that's just, they're not really a thing anymore. I mean, they're there, but they don't. So it's really hard to to track, you know, sales. Like there's, there's really yeah. when people say record sales, no one's buying records. It's all ninety percent of it's digital stream. So I guess where we are now, we are transitioning to almost a complete digital platform. But it's like if you're gonna do that, pay that. I mean, artists back then, I think were making, they were doing much better off sales off their own music than they are today. Yeah, that, that may definitely be true because we're talking about a time pre-internet, pre-phones, you know, it's right, almost unimaginable since I'm so used to yeah. technology nowadays, but it's 
that's possible right because clearly there was a time before you know internet but the crazy part right, is right. that i don't feel like the streams may be like the end all be all you know i feel like the streams are sure. kind of like a, 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 a decoy you know what i mean uh-huh. because it, yeah 1.5 million streams is a lot and you know if you get that by all means go for it right that's it's, it's awesome you know yeah um but yeah they don't pay enough like what is it like maybe three tenths of a cent or something like that per stream i have yeah something like that i saw that it's ridiculous but i feel like as long as like people are still supporting you around the music you know shirt Uh or you have merch right you know stuff like that yeah uh so on and so forth everything around the big fish which is the music but sure since we just don't sell music like we used to like you said before you could buy a cd that's what 10 bucks right you get 10 Uh songs approximately right yeah but it doesn't work that way anymore. You know, the the bottom fell out of, you know, so to speak, the bottom fell out of the music industry when the um, streaming and the piracy and all the, you know, LimeWire. I don't know if you remember. You ever use LimeWire before? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Here I am, you know, a, a guy who runs a, a music show, loves music, loves supporting artists. I I hate to admit that, yeah, I think we, we all did. So it's like... Uh, high school youtube mp3 converter you know like i feel like such a dick now thinking about it but it's like eh, you know, it, I I like know. but yeah you're i did right though <laughs> you're you're right it, it definitely affected the music industry but i mean we shouldn't feel like such big addicts as the music industry in and of itself you know they they're yeah they ruined its own self right their business model is to starve the artists you know give them a loan yeah make it unpayable and so on and so forth yeah, no, I, I don't, I, I never, I've never understood it at all. I mean, you, you can't even be, as an artist, there's no such thing as having creative control over what you do. There's always someone else telling you if what you think sounds amazing is amazing. And if it isn't, that's whack. you're wrong. Like, it, it makes no sense. Like, I, I remember that, what class was it? It was uh, Careers in Music. Remember that documentary we watched on that? But were you there for that documentary on that band, Hanson? We saw a documentary and you were in that class too. I just don't know if it was careers in music, but we definitely saw a documentary. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just BS that every every time that band thought they had something that was incredible, which it was, mm. the industry's like, no, we can't put this out on the on the record. Doesn't sound very good. It's like, who the fuck are you? Like, this is this sounds great. This is us, you know. And then they left to do their own thing. And I think that goes back to what we're seeing now with people who are into the type of music that you are, R and B, hip hop, stuff like that. Perfect example: people like Chance the Rapper. I mean, it dude, every penny that he, that it's generated off of his stuff, it all goes into his pocket. Oh yeah, everything because he's no no. I mean, that's it's insane. At least you know things are changing. You know, so that sure we can now put priority on the creative side of things. Because before, like you said, yeah, big Joe Schmo boss guy would come through and say, "Oh, I, I don't like this," and they would get the final say. But that makes right. no sense because they're not the mm-hmm. artist, you know. Or else, then why would we right. have an artist? We should have Joe Schmo do the song. But uh, absolutely, hopefully, you know, with people and movements like Chance the Rapper and his independent mm-hmm. you know, evolution, I would really say so. Um, we're going to start to see, you know, the tides changing for the better, you know, so. Sure. I'm excited for that. We'll see. Yeah, it should be, it should be interesting. Now, I know you got, uh, obviously, following follow you on social media and stuff like that. Um, you, you write a hell of a lot. 
<laughs> like I, I don't understand how you do that. Like um, always, always grinding, always putting out singles here and there. Um, from what I understand, you have a EP or something coming up quite soon correct uh yeah yeah originally um i was supposed to have supposed to drop the 18th i thought right on uh around thanksgiving i don't know if you remember it was supposed to drop around oh okay yeah and uh i decided to might as well put it out in the new year that gives me some time to mix and master the songs a little bit better because the songs are done sure there's a couple takes i'd like to do a little more i know that i can you know do a little better of a job, just mm-hmm. little things like that. I feel like I can get that done in a couple months. It, it's not a long EP. It's like 20 minutes, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, I think, six songs, probably five, no more than seven. Um, and it's called yeah. Singles Park. That's the name of the... Singles Park. Yes, sir. Singles Park. Interesting. Nice. Uh, what's the backstory on the name there? Well, uh, it's got a little bit of a double meaning to it. So we have the word... Sure. S E E N G O A L S. So I've witnessed my goal in life park become stationary. And I'm referring to the I'm referring to the rap veterans. Obviously, I will shut the fuck up because Marshall, I mean, I mean, I just dropped (laughs) something amazing, but uh, that's the idea. So I'm saying that the rap game is at a standstill. We need to, you know, move stuff up again. So I've seen all my goals park. But at the same time, it's also like Jurassic Park in the sense that this is a mm-hmm. park for all the singles I've made. And they're all like monsters Jesus. and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the amount of singles that you put out, it's like it, if you add them up, you you definitely have at least a record like of just singles. Like, I mean, if does that ever cross your mind? It's like, wow, shit, like I had an album here. Why don't I just put this all out at once instead of just releasing singles? I feel like if I if I was to do that, I'd, I'd you know, fall into a, a mistake that a lot of independent artists that I've met in real life, in person, locally. Okay. Um, because everyone's down to listen to one song. It's getting mm-hmm. to that rest of that project that is the tough part. Uh, yeah, um, I know what that's And about. it's like if you pour yeah. your utmost everything into a project sure. that gets no streams... You know, we're asking the question if, you know, a tree fell in the woods, did it really make a sound? Yes, but nobody was there to hear it. Yeah. It's like pointless. Yeah. What I'm saying. Well, are you big on the numbers though? Like, do you watch, like for my podcast, like I don't watch the numbers. Like I did that Spotify rap thing for my blues one. I was quite floored to see, you know, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see where it was reached, 18 countries, whatever, stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I, think like, that's I don't, right? I'm like, I've never been. What's up? I think I saw that post where you shared like the countries, the reach, and so on and so forth. Yeah, the planet. That was really cool. Yeah, so I, that was cool. Like that's the only time I've ever really checked the numbers. Like I get weekly updates from my host, like my host server, and it says, "Hey, you know, these are your things." I go, "Oh, sure, whatever, delete." Like I've never been a numbers person, but for you, I mean, do you watch that based on what you just said about you know streams and stuff like that? Is this something that? you keep an eye on um yeah man uh definitely now more than ever like you're gonna stress yourself out <laughs> well I, I keep an eye on them in a sense of like i have this urgency to master how to market myself so i have uh, to okay. learn who my audience is and i don't really know sure of course i, I don't know who that is right now right and being a smaller mm-hmm. act um it's cool to have the insights to be like, oh, right. God, somebody in Bosnia played my song today or tomorrow, or whatever. You know? That's insane. Yeah. Um, but um, 
I try not to worry about the numbers right now, as long as I know that uh -huh. I'm taking concrete action on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I try not to worry about the numbers, but I do think about them. Yeah, dude, I do think about them for sure. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's good to check on them. I mean, you don't ever, if you start to see a drop, like a decrease, like over time, that's when I would start to be like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Like, where am I, what am I missing out at? Where am I not, you know, succeeding at? And how could I change that? But yeah, I've, uh, I don't want to ruin myself or lose myself in the process. If I watch the numbers, so it's like, I, I never go ahead and, and do that. Uh, but, uh, you did, you did mention that obviously the EP was supposed to come out around Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And you noted that, um, you wanted to mix and master some things a little bit better. Is that an issue for you too, where you'll record something, you'll have, wow, that was a hell of a take. And then you go back and then you start screwing with it. You change this, change this. And now you've just completely destroyed, not destroyed, but now you completely messed with a song mm. that could have, or, you know, should have just been left alone. You know, like Papa, which even says, he goes, just don't screw anything. <laughs> once you, once you like it, just hands off. I mean, yeah. because that's going to, you're going to give yourself a headache doing that as well. Do you ever find yourself doing that? Like, well, you know, what? I want to change this. I want to change this. This actually would sound better here. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. Because I mean, I usually like for my show, like I never listen back to my, my interviews. I have someone else Oh no kidding. Kind of usually edit them now. So yeah, because I can't I can't listen back to it because I start beating myself up. I go, oh no, this is horrible. Boom, boom, boom. I send it to to my buddy. Yeah. He goes, sound great. I said, okay, good. Okay, okay. That's, and then I leave it like that's that. That's actually really good. I mean, how does um yeah, how does it affect you when when you do that stuff? Because I mean, obviously you're you're doing this yourself. I mean, do you have those moments where you just sit there and scratch your head and go, what, what the hell? This sounds like shit, but I actually wait. No, it sounds good. Like, how do you, how do you get through that speed bump? Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm kind of working on that right now, you know, and it's tough. It, it is a little tough. Um, I do want to answer your question. Is it all right with you? If I turn off my key, my kettle, my kettle's like steaming. And it's got the whistle going on. Type. Yeah, dude, your house so fucking burned out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know. I'll be two seconds. Yeah. Relax. You're good, man. Uh, yep, we're good. We are back. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you mentioned that something that you're still working on. Yeah. I mean, how do you how how do you deal with? That? I mean, because it's hard. It really is. Like I've mm. I've recorded so many things that generally, like even like I'll just use my voice memo app, and I think I told you this in you know just messenger or whatever a few weeks back when we were just you know texting back and forth is like sometimes i can record something mm. and i listen to it back and i go oh my god i love this like the first take that that was it and then i go you know what maybe if i add and that's when i that's when i should be telling myself stop no you you love this take so much re-recording it is not going to sound the same emotionally you won't feel the same about the piece just leave it alone if you like it how do you how are you dealing with that and how are you trying to get better with it yeah you know um i feel like it's a magical thing you know i know that's not sure. a little like wishy-washy but i'll explain myself it's long story short a feeling you know it's like you're in the moment mm -hmm. you feel good you did a magical thing yeah I feel like the key lies in trying to get back into that mental flow state. Uh huh. 
And that's the part that is a little tricky because of so many variables. All the variables, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of the time, I try to... I mean, it's, it's almost been like on an accident kind of a thing. I've been developing mm. the skill, if you will, of seeing okay. the project through to the end. Even if it's like ah, gotcha. mediocre mi- mixing and mastering, even if it's like, you know, uh-huh. sounds like I mixed it for four days or something like that. Crazy. <laughs> um, at least I know that I'm getting it done. Because so many times sure. when I tried to solve this problem we're talking about right now, I've mm-hmm. just left projects in the, uh, I guess, USB cemetery. You know, they just, they're in the grave. They're mm-hmm. on my drive. They're not doing anything. They're not finished. They're just, you know, chilling. And that's kind of like a waste of time, I think. So I'd rather at least have yeah. a final product, you know, quote unquote, a draft, if you will, if it means that mm-hmm. the idea was completed and not abandoned. And died. Sure. So. Gotcha. That that kind of brings me back kind of to your songwriting. How does that process kind of begin for you too? Because I I know some people that they have this crazy method where I've heard where sometimes people like they'll be writing a song and if they literally can't complete it, they will take all those lines and put them in like a little folder and they'll use those as fill-ins where they could be writing a song, say they're having a hard time. They go to a fill-in folder. They'll look at all the lines and go, wait, I could drop this here. How's your kind of process of songwriting work for you? And do you have any kind of uh, methods that you use specifically to help you finish and, you know, do the process efficiently without losing your mind. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love you said that at the end. Um, well, it's really weird. I got a question about that method you mentioned. Is that, Sure. What genre was that used in? Just songwriting in general. Uh, was, I talked to Tom Hambridge. He, uh, singer, songwriter, producer for Roger Waters. He did stuff with Aerosmith, the Almond Brothers. Um, he, I mean, that's all he, he's a song. I mean, he, he writes songs, but he, he'll do that. Like he has thousands of songs just that aren't even like, like recorded. Like he just writes, 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 but they'll have those things where, you know, he'll write down stuff and then I'll go into like a folder and idea thing. And I'll go, you know what? I like that idea. I want to pull this here and we can like, he just, I mean, what's your method of the whole songwriting process because everyone has their own things like i just explained um like he had i mean is there a process or is it just something that just kind of just comes naturally um yes and no i mean i really relate to his process because i similar it's not exact but for example you know how macbooks and all ios devices have that notes app right yeah yeah so uh, it's connected to my iCloud and throughout the past couple of years, whenever like I want to write something like I'll go, you know, in on that one particular note. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I never see it again. Sometimes I do. Um, but I keep creating. So when I do get stuck, like, you, you know, you mentioned earlier that it happens. To sure. I go back into that notes app and I just start mm-hmm. randomly just reading some of the things that I was writing about. I, you know, just wondering what the hell was I talking about at that point in time? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's basically, gotcha. you know, sounds like what you were mentioning. It's not the only way mm-hmm. I do it. Uh, most of the time. Sure. You ever, here, let me ask you this. You ever repeat a word so much that you forget the actual like meaning and like definition of it? 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. Well, it depends. Like, if it's like a, like a, I don't know what you would consider a word. Like, uh, like, not like you know, like you know, people talk like you know, you know, like you know, like I don't know, like what type of what, what would you consider work? Because I say um a, a a hell of a lot. I said I, you know, a hell of a lot. Just in normal conversation, well, I don't know what type of. What I mean is is uh, basically if you take the word for example run and you say run 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 and you repeat it right like right. so you it's just the sound it it, it no longer means sure. the act of like running it's just the word just mm-hmm. the sound run right so okay that way is basically how i write everything mm. like i for i i try to forget all rules of grammar like i don't mm-hmm. i don't care for gotcha. right yeah the syntax is, is meaningless unless we ascribe meaning to uh-huh. it so if I want to write something, I'll pay attention to like the vowels. Gotcha. Like the ooh, ah, a, e sounds and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I figure out the rhyme. Like, obviously, I figure out what I want to mm-hmm. say. And then once I know what I right, want to say, I'm like, well, how am I going to make it rhyme? And it's uh-huh. you know, just basically trying to hear the same sound without caring about what it means or any of that. Sure. Now, um, I, I do know that uh, I think you, I don't know if you, you play it, but I do know you do have a guitar. Is there any instrumental stuff that you work on with your hip hop and rap stuff? It's so uh, that or is there anything that you explore with? Yeah. I mean, have you explored with stuff like that? I mean, that's usually, I mean, I don't care what genre it is. There's any and every genre. Most people have reused a guitar to help them through that process of writing a song just to get ideas out. I mean, Wiz Khalifa uses one out of all people. Like, that's what he... uh, Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, there's a song off of one of his record, Fly Solo, which really was just kind of... I mean, it's an acoustic song. It's acoustic guitar and him just singing. But it's like that a lot of times it's just... That's how just the general songwriting process starts for many people, regardless of, you know, the genre. Obviously, beats and stuff like that is is most of it too but generally and usually there's a uh, a good acoustic guitar kind of involved in that process has that been something that you've been using um in any of your stuff or no uh yeah actually um i just figured out how to put some loops and samples together about a month ago sure um oh wow yeah 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 we were in that class what a year ago right so yeah, he was that class. He was like trying to teach us how to make beats, quote unquote, not beats, but you know what I mean. Yeah. He was trying to show us how to arrange. Yeah, recording, sampling sounds, and using them. Yeah. So um, I finally figured out, and yesterday when I was hanging out with mom, actually, I'm a big mama's boy. Big mama's boy. <laughs> there you go. And um, I was playing something on the guitar, but I use it as kind of uh-huh. like seasoning. I'm not a guitar aficionado. Mm-hmm. It was my first instrument. Yeah. I learned music by signing up for my nun's kids choir, right? They ran the kids choir. And I was like, mom, I want a guitar. Uh-huh. She's like, if, if you sign up for the, uh, the choir, the kids choir, I'll get you a guitar. So I was like, all right. You get a guitar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, deal. So I do, but it's very basic. You know, it's not like right. any riffs or any solos. I'd love to. Yeah, no, I can't do that shit. I can't. You can only learn so that. much in 24 hours, you know, and with like figuring everything right. else out, it's like, 
in due time, you know, um, but basic stuff, right. just simple stuff, you know, just little, you know, accompanying it or like if the baseline from the sample has a certain sound, I try to find, uh, uh, what do they call it? The uh, accompanying melody or something? No, complimenting melody or something. Yeah, like, I have right? no clue. Yeah. I don't know music theory at all, but. Me either. I don't know any of it. Um, just trying to do simple stuff. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I wish I could solo and stuff like that, but I can't, like, I don't, I mean, I can't. Well, I, it's not that I can't, it's just like, I just don't choose to mm, mm-hmm. learn it because it's just frustrating. I mean, I'm at the age now where it's like, be 25 in April, it's like, I'm not trying to, I should not be learning how to freaking solo. I should be learning how to do life like I'm fucking 25, you know? Yeah. That's the biggest thing too. It's like, I think if I, if I stuck with it at a younger age, I think I'd be okay, but once you start to grow up and you have so much more responsibilities, that stuff just kind of gets pushed to the bottom, you know? Yeah, that's so crazy you say that because I totally feel that. I feel like we get caught in the process, you know? And yeah. I mean, there's it. nothing wrong. You can learn it, but it's like, there's just like, there's more that needs to be accomplished right now in life than trying to learn something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so funny you said that. I don't know if you've heard of DJ Payne 1. But he's this producer, uh, Grammy-winning producer, mm-hmm. that okay. has this whole community on the internet, and he drops gems all the time. He said something you said just now about uh-huh. making your beats, because he speaks to producers. Uh-huh. I'm not a producer. He speaks mm-hmm. about making your beats or learning how to market yourself. As creators, as artists, mm-hmm. we love creating. We love making new right. Things, right? But if we uh-huh. spend 110% of our time just creating we're not going to get anywhere sure right so that sounds like what you're saying you know you'd love to learn how to riff and all this freestyling stuff on the guitar but you know there's things that you know that require boots on the ground that you need to take action to get done to get to work sure to get, right so um, mm-hmm. that makes sense gotcha makes sense to me. yeah no for sure now when you look obviously you've got that ep coming out hopefully it's be january i think you said <laughs> yeah. um what is this i mean when that comes out what is your what is your hopes and um, what do you hope comes of it as far as, uh, I mean, I don't know, as far as what would you like people to know about the project and what are you hoping to get from it in return? Meaning, um, do you, do you hope that, Hey, maybe this catches an eye or, um, you know, maybe this really does give me a really good opportunity is there any hopes like that or is it just more of, Hey, I'm going to do this. I love my music. I love doing what I do. I'm just going to put it out there. Do you have high hopes of potentially it catching on and people running with it? Um, no, not at all. God, no, Jesus. Nobody knows me. Just doing, just doing it yourself. No, no. (laughs) What I'm saying is that I don't have aspirations or hopes of going viral. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's not something that would work for getting viral. You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is that when I decided to make this EP, I wanted to make something and establish, you know, a collective of work. Sure. Most, if not all of the songs were produced by me. Mm-hmm. And that was like oh, really <laughs> important for me because like all last year, the music that I dropped were beats from other people on YouTube. So mm. Right then and there, I'm already, you know, saying goodbye to like 30 to 50% of, you know, the income. Really should be fifty, but I digress. I digress. 
Yeah, because you're paying for that usually, right? Uh, no, no, no. It's free for <laughs> use. So if yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. It, then disclaimer. Right, right. Um, if I started to profit off of it, which I haven't, but I would, and I'd love to share, you know, but that's not what I want to do anymore. I want to make my own work. I want to be, be able to uh, develop and and grow as an artist. Meaning, I want to find my sure. You know, I don't know what my, right music sounds like and i'm never going to if i mm-hmm. keep searching up the baby beats j cole type beats uh-huh. you know it's mm-hmm. I, that's basically what i wanted from this um and i want to keep uh-huh. doing that like i don't want to rap on other public beats like that you know i want to make my own gotcha original content yeah i mean yeah i mean there was uh i remember that one kid in our class i forget his name uh he always sat yeah it was a dude always slept in class remember him mm. There was the there was the one with Pop Witch. He always glasses guy. for like the he would uh which one? Yeah, the glasses guy. Yeah. Dude um dude always sleep. Uh I think it was like it was oh my god. You know who I'm talking about yeah, though, right? Yeah, he said in front of you, right? Like he, he yeah, yeah. I mean that dude like he always when he would get up there, he'd like have he'd play a beat and Pop would be, literally be like, So where'd you get this like that's that's what you're trying to avoid. You're trying to just use your own and not use other people's stuff that was already made. Uh, yeah. And you know, what's really crazy about that is I remember that day you're talking about yeah. the Looperman story, right? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That was funny, but I'll share my story real quick. I recently uh-huh. got a pack of sounds from a, another producer. Uh, his name is cool. Illmind. Uh, Again, he's an established producer, Grammy winning. Wow. The whole nine yards, right? Puts out this uh-huh. uh, sound pack for like 130 bucks. And when I was going through the samples, I noticed that some of the samples are either off time or something's wrong with them. And right. what I try to do is whenever I use any sound, whether it's from Looperman or it's a loop that someone sent me personally, or it's a loop that I made. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to either maybe pitch shift it or tweak the tempo or, or do something uh-huh. or hell I'll even chop it up and, and do something with the chops and then give you the quote unquote original. But even that technically original mm-hmm. is still manipulated and pitch shifted. I, I'm making my own. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. But I, I love using loops and samples, man, because some producers only use samples. Some producers only use loops. Some producers. Sure only do original stuff with no loops. Some people don't like loops. And I think that's just a toxic environment that nobody needs. It's like, sure. if it's good and I like it and you like it, then, you know, we won. Right. That's all that matters. The, the, I think the only thing that, that drives me crazy now is, and I think Papa, what you even touched on it too, was the idea of this whole virtual instrument shit. Like the, what? like the guitar, like people will spend hours sitting there trying to, to create a virtual guitar when, it's way easier. It sounds much better if you just record the guitar. I mean, is that mm. is that something that I mean? Like, what what's your take on that? Like, people trying to create digital and virtual instruments when literally all you have to do is play the actual instrument, and it sounds much better. I think that's really cool you said that because last night I ran into that same thing. Up until the guitar part I told you about, where I was playing something. Sure. It was all beats off of, you know, the uh, the, the MIDI controller. So uh-huh. when I played the guitar, it worked well. And I liked how 
I could fuse both of those things. I could fuse the sure. mechanical, quote unquote, side, virtual side with the organic, uh-huh. authentic guitar. Um, but I think Papa Witch mm-hmm. has a point because it, if you want to play guitar, then play a guitar, you know, like that's right. a logical, you know, step. Um, but if sure. you forget about the rules and, and you don't care about the rules, then you can use this guitar pluck with no natural uh-huh. reverb because it's not an actual string in three-dimensional space, just the sound of it. Right. And you can make mm-hmm. a whole new thing, you know? And as long as you end up liking what you make, I think you can call it sure. you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, um, before we, we wrap things up here, I always like to figure out uh, or, you know, let people who listen know where they can find your uh, your music and stuff like that. So where is, I know Apple Music, Spotify, I believe, I believe Spotify too, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, so uh, if you can, uh, go ahead and just kind of plug some of your stuff here. Where can people find you and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, if you guys want to go check out my stuff, um, say the answer everywhere. Uh, S-A-Y, the answer, together, and I'll probably pop up. It'll be right there. That was my interview with Say the Answer, friend, up-and-coming hip-hop artist and rapper. Be sure to check out his music on all platforms. All you have to do is search for Say the Answer, all one word, and do so now. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you Thursday with Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher John Duplantier, and that is this Thursday on the Christian Hansen Show. Stay safe, be well, and we'll see you Thursday.